0: 12 verse 36 Put your trust in the light while you have it The King James says, while you have the light, believe While you have the light, believe Put your trust in the light while you have it Let's pray, Father I pray for light I pray for illumination, revelation. I pray, Father God, for divine unction upon your word here, Lord God, and that many people would capture the vision that you have granted uh, Pastor Sonny and this ministry for nearly 30 years now, Lord God. The illumination of your word, the light of your word, the power of your word behind it, Lord God, and your heart especially. We ask it all in Christ's name. Everybody together, said, Amen. Greet one another one more time in the love of the Lord. Shake a few hands, then you may be seated. Praise God. The title of my sermon, and I mentioned it on Thursday and Friday. Actually, this is the third day of my revival. Uh, Philip was ill. He was here on Wednesday, but Thursday and Friday he took under the weather, and I went to go uh, talk with him on on, uh, Friday after the service, and he was, you know, quite ill. And, uh, you know, and then we talked to him uh, yesterday over by the phone, but he seems to be getting better, hopefully, and we'll see what happens. But anyways, when I came and I found that out, I, 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 I was, you know, put against the wall. And so I came up with uh, a couple of sermons, and I preach, and uh, God met us in a special way at the altar call. A Friday sermon, man, uh, you know, uh, get the tape. That's really, I, th- I think it was some profound stuff in regards to what the resurrection and the bud... Uh, 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 of Adam's rod, what it signifies, and how it stands for the resurrection. It was some pretty profound stuff we found out of the book of Hebrews and also out of the book of Numbers, right? Those of you that were here. And then the altar calls were reserved for the Lord. Matter of fact, one healing that we had, on Thursday we prayed for Juan. Uh, Juan, where are you at, Juan Morales? And uh, your wife called me and told me the good news over the phone uh, through the the, uh, uh, ingenuity of what do you call those phone things? You can leave a message. Uh, and she told me what happened. She told me on Thursday, why will not be here? And I won't be here Friday because he has to go get an operation on his eye. Because in his job, in his work, he was doing some uh, scraping and some things and some piece of uh, uh, metal fell in his eye and it's in there. So he will have to go get surgery on it on Friday. So pray for us. But we had prayed at the altar for miracles. He went and what happened was that the doctor said, look at, there's the place. He said there was you know, engrafted and ingrained in his eye where the metal part was. He says, but I can't find it. It's gone. Uh, they couldn't, and so he came to church on Friday. <laughs> uh, and God did a miracle, though the thing was still there to show the miracle that God had done. And, and so um, that was just one, that was one miracle that God did. And we had a good time. We had revival. I've had several people come and tell me, Pastor Steve, when are you going to preach a revival? Well, I did it. Uh, by hook or by hook. Hallelujah. Uh, I was just put upon me. I didn't ask for it. But we had a good time. We had a good time. Uh, both the reasons that I was able to be here, I'm sure, with Philip. But Philip will be back uh, next week when he preaches at the conference. Okay. The title of my sermon is, it's Friday, but Sunny's coming. And Sonny is coming to the, to the conference. Okay. Now, here in John chapter 12, verse 36, and along with other scriptures that tell us and they admonish us within the Word of God to walk in the light. There's a number of scriptures that say, walk in the light, in the Bible. Another verse that says, work while it is yet day, for the night time cometh, when no man can, what? Work. There's a number of scriptures that admonish us to do that. But here in John 12, 36, This verse clearly instructs us not to walk in the light, nor to work in the light. No. Rather, it instructs us to what? Believe. Believe in the light. Not to walk in the light, though the Bible does say that. Not to work in the light, though the Bible does say that too. This verse instructs us to believe in the light while you have it. Now, what this verse says is that while you have light, believe in it. Okay? Christ is instructing us that while there is light, illumination, and while there's revelation, to take advantage of that light, that vision that's shining upon us. Take advantage of the light. Because Christ is powerfully implying here that we won't always have the light or vision in our, in our lives. That's what the scripture means. You're not always going to have light. Sometimes you'll have to do things in Darkness vague, you'll see through a glass darkly the Bible says so when we do have the light we should take full advantage of it and believe believe in the light while you have it the Bible says, why? because since we won't always have light and that darkness will come in then it will be much much harder to believe or to exercise faith in the darkness without light, that's what it's saying he man, if you can't believe and you can't trust in me when you see a vision, when you have vision, when you have light, it's going to be harder when you don't have light. Be careful, there's a TV right there. No, no, it's not. Boom. You should have believed while the light was on. Or else you're going to get in trouble. That's what it's saying. While there's illumination, that's when you should believe. The TV was there. You should have paid attention while the light was on. See, life's visions will not always shine bright and brilliant for us. Not always. The other night in Yosemite, we were there and the power, had gone out on our trailer. Remember that, Valentina? Mm? And the girls, my two girls had our two flashlights. And the lantern that we used at the camp was off. So I had to make my way around that campsite and that little area that that was for, for our family. By the memory of how I had seen things while the light had been on during the day when the sun was out. I had to go, that's right, that's there, oh, soda time. Uh, I got my, I made my way to the sodas. Uh, But I had to do it through memory when the light had been on. As a matter of fact, I use that very same principle nearly every night before I go to bed. My wife usually goes to sleep before me. 99.999999% 99.99999% of the time, she's already asleep. Uh, so I very quickly, what I do, and sometimes she notices, it, but more and large, no. But before I go to bed, especially since she just got back home from almost a week and a half of being gone and a camping trip to boot. Uh, right, Val? Is there all kinds of stuff right now in my bedroom? And, and plus, she was sleeping in the front of our bedroom. Uh, 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 walkway yesterday too. Uh, So I needed light to know where I'm going. So what I do is I turn it on real quick and I go and I play football, you know, All right, you know, because I don't want to wake up. So I turn on the light and then I very quickly I do it, you know, because I can make my way because I've already seen what's there. That's what Jesus is implying here. While you have the light focus while there's vision in your life then you make your decisions and adjust your mentality to that light that you were able to see all the circumstances and situations there then you go for it because there's going to be periods of darkness in your life there's going to be dreary moments there's going to be periods of gloom and in your life it's not always going to be hunky dory peaches and cream. There will be times of light, but there's also going to be times of darkness. Of when you have to make a decision. You must adjust your mentality and your thinking to what you saw in that vision. During that time of illumination. Uh, That's the same principle Christ is trying to teach us in this scripture. Christ is trying to emphasize the power of light and of vision in our lives. Vision is very powerful. But if you don't get it while the light's on, then you'll be in trouble. The Vision of Victory Outreach, if you don't get it, sooner or later, you you won't understand it. Why sacrifice Sunday? See, because you didn't catch the vision. You didn't have it. You don't understand. Vision is very powerful. It shows you things. Then you respond, and you adjust your life to that vision. While you have the light, the vision... Uh, to show you the the way, believe. When you have the light, believe. If you don't believe in and catch the vision when the times of illumination, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to bump into TVs. You're going to trip over Valentinas. Uh, You're going to follow her Josies. That's what will happen. But that's what having a vision can do for us. It can momentarily, or for a given period of time, give us light. That's what visions do. Then again, we have to remember the vision, the way that it is, and then believe in it, and then walk in it. Are you with me? Now, the vision of Victory Outreach was originally given to Pastor Sonny. Okay? But sooner or later, that very same vision will also shine on you. It's going to happen. You're going to get it. Sooner or later, it's going to, wow! Reach the loss, whatever the cost. Uh, to plant, you know, churches in every inner city of America and the world. Wow! Uh, to witness to the people that people say are beyond uh, repair, beyond help. Wow! What a vision! Sooner or later, that vision is going to shine on you. And you're going to have to learn to respond to it. You will clearly see that vision as well. It is then and there that you'll have the opportunity to see yourself. Being a part of that very vision, Sonny got it first. But then, sooner or later, if you keep coming to this church's ministry or, or, or the convention, the conference, it's going to shine on you too. The very same vision God gave Pastor Sonny, you're going to see it too. It's going to happen. Then you'll have to adjust your life to it as well as Pastor Sonny has. Now, in these moments, when the vision comes, when there's light, when there's illumination, when there's revelation which some of these moments have been called and if you're taking notes, write this word down brilliant moments in Spanish, BRILLA how many of heard the word in Spanish BRILLA it means bright to shine they're called brilliant moments in our lives and in, during these brilliant moments is when you can see what you can do for that vision where you fit in And you can also be able to see how you can get there. See, some of you here today, this sermon's going to be like... But there's going to be others of you that are going to be... Because I'm going to give you clearly the vision of our ministry here today. Uh, Some of you are going to be able to see it. Wow. Uh, And you're going to align your life to it. That's what the light serves to do. See, you never really know when this light... John 12 36 that Christ is referring to or this vision will appear but biblically speaking they will happen because you're not always going to be in darkness there will be periods of illumination Jesus says while you have the light believe some of you are going to have great opportunity to capture the vision here today now sometimes that light that heavenly vision that heavenly illumination can come through an encounter with the beauty of nature that's how you'll see the light of God uh, we were, uh, you know, that's what Sister Julie uh, mentioned. We were having devotion. Remember when we were having devotion and Julie was talking about how when she was a little girl, she wasn't saved. She wasn't a Christian. But her parents would pack up and they would go for a week to Yosemite every year. She says, that's when I saw God. She says, this valley brought God to me. And if you've ever been to uh, Yosemite, especially for the first time, it's like... Wow, there has to be a God. Uh, the beauty of it, that's illumination. That's, that's when she believed in God. There'll be times when the light will shine on you and say, man, there has to be a God. Then sometimes, it won't just be nature, but sometimes that light of revelation can come when we're in separation and in meditation. We're a- alone with God, getting away. We, in the things of God when we're in prayer. When suddenly a light shines in our minds and we are suddenly able to receive distinct direction for our lives. It just comes. It's called Rima. It's like the Bible just jumped up, pop. That's what Rima means in the Greek. Jumped up, hit me in the forehead. Just become, wow, look, 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 look. You ever been reading the scripture almost every day? Look, 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 look at look at this, 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 look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And then the learned teacher will tell you, Rima, that's for you. But it's so it, because it's for you. It's like God jumping up and pow, laying a set on you. Wow. Huh? That's what happened to Pastor Sonny in Carlsbad, California, when he received a vision to start this ministry. It happened in Carlsbad, California. He went and he in meditation and separation, he got away. And that's if you read his book, he'll tell you. That's when God spoke to him, Rima. He said, I want you to go back and I want you to start a church for addicts and their families. Remember, and then he says, he didn't ask her where. He didn't ask God where. So he went to New York because he thought, naturally, I'm going to start a church in New York. And God said, No, go back to California. The minute he stepped back off the plane in California soil, God told him, Here's where I want you in East LA. That's where I want you to start. Small, start small, but don't despise it. Big things are going to happen. That's how he got the vision. It just came. Uh, Then, another way that light can come is during dark, hurting, bleak moments and periods in our life when we are down, down, and feeling bad. That's when God can come in and illuminate. See, everyone knows that a light shines brightest under dark conditions. That's when light comes. But during these down times, also is when that light and that vision can come Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 says in the year King Uzziah died what does it say I saw the Lord high and lifted up during moments of tragedy and darkness and gloom and being downtrodden suffering all of a sudden boom light can come illumination comes and while there is light believe renee's family's here today because that's what happened to you i'm just going to tell you uh, now what a i think every other sermon i mentioned renee what a life that guy led who he should have been the pastor <laughs> i mean the guy did well near the he he finished purdy I love the sermon we talked about last sunday finishing pretty ending good he did um but, but when you're down in green, gloom, that's what the Bible says. In the year that King Isaiah died, Isaiah says, and they were cousins. And his cousin died. During death is when he saw the Lord. It's when the vision came. Some of you here, you're downtrodden. Some of you here, you're going through different things. But hey, while there is light, and you're going to get light through this message, through this sermon, believe. There was many people that went to his funeral, but only a few took advantage of the light and believed You've got to take advantage of the light. That's what Jesus is trying to say here. Uh, it's rather amazing how far a person can see through the tiniest and smallest of cracks. You ever done that? When there's a small crack and you look, you can see far. Everything else might be dark, but there's a little bitty light. Ooh, who's that up there? Uh, you can still see. It's amazing. Uh, But that's also when vision can come to us, when we're at the lowest point in our lives. That's why David the psalmist could say, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, he's in that gloom, in that affliction, I saw things. See, life and illumination had come to David in the midnight hour. When darkness and shadows were all about him. In the midnight hour is when light can come. The same thing can happen to us. And then lastly, the light can come during a church service, during a revival, uh, during an altar call, at the altar. The light can shine then. You say, man, all right. That's what happened to me. I told you my testimony. When I got saved, somebody tapped me in the shoulder in the second and last row. I didn't know who it was. I had it out with him. I talked to him. I didn't even know who I talked to. I don't was an angel. And, but the angel got me to come down, you know, then I, and I knelt down right here, you know, real, I'll never forget, I had my beanie in my back, and I knelt real cool in front of God, you know, but I said the prayer, and boom, colors, everything wasn't black and white and gray no more, my God, these people have, that's a nice tie. Oh man, wow. Walter, you looking sharp, bro. Hallelujah. Everything just really. And then I started shaking everybody's hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You are in the home. God bless you. And then just started, whoo, you know, because I felt the light went on. it happened to me. Ah, uh, because I believed while the light was on. And I began to walk in that light. Mm. That's what can happen in our lives. Uh, When something powerfully grips our lives and your heart. But the key to all this that Jesus is saying is while you have the light, what does it say? Believe. You can have light on but not everybody's going to believe. Believe means to exercise faith, trust, while the light is bright and the vision is there take advantage of it that's what Jesus is saying take advantage of the light because you're not going to have it all the time the night that cometh when no man can work or believe because it won't always be there and that bright take advantage of it while you have it Jesus is saying the light's going to be shut off that brilliant moment that we were speaking about will pass the illumination will end the clouds will come together again and darkness will once again be the order of your life and the order of the day and all we will have is the memory in our minds of the way we should go the vision the light that we saw when it was there but what then will we branch out in faith and trust in the vision that we saw while we had the light or are we gonna settle for going on with how things are now gloom and bitter and downcast. Which is really nothing but darkness and continual gloom. What are we going to be, believe in? I mean if we can't believe God and the things of God and in the vision. While we have the light. How much harder is going to be when there is no more light? No more light. Uh, if, if you don't take advantage of capturing the vision while it is being talked about. When it is not you won't, you won't be able to catch it. So it will be harder more difficult then. So what will it be? What shall direct our way of life? Will it be what we saw at, when we were at our best? Or will we go on, you know, with what I would call in Christianity, the mediocrity of the moment? The mediocrity of the moment, because now it's everything's gloom, it's dull, it's not easy to catch the vision, it's not easy because the light's not here no more. That's called the mediocrity of the moment. See, Jesus is telling us in John 12, 36, what we should and we ought to do, believe in the light. That we should trust in and believe in what we saw in our brilliant moments. When God came and He spoke to our potential and to our possibilities. When He came and showed us where we could go and and how we could get there within the vision of our ministry and hopefully within the vision of Victory Outreach. Believe in it while you have it. The possibility that He brings to you, that He illuminates in your heart. Christ is saying for us to make, you know, our, uh, you know, our, our bearings and, 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 and adjust our lives and our directions and, and to be guided from what we saw when we had the light. Adjust your life to the vision while you have it. Trust and believe in the light. Not on how you feel right now, in the darkness, No. Christ is saying don't settle for mediocrity and sloppy seconds not at all go for the best in your life when you have the light believe then don't settle for sloppy seconds let me ask you this what was it that you saw when the light and the vision came to you how big was your God when that light was shining uh, that's the guide that you should take. That's the road that you should take when you saw Almighty God. And big in all of His splendor. And what did you see for yourself at that brilliant moment? When that rima came to you? What, how, how big was your God? And, and how, how big was yourself? What did you see for yourself? When you see yourself in the context of the vision of Victory Outreach, there should always be some of you, that, you know, you, you will see yourselves as pastors. Because that's the vision. How, do you, how did you see God when you saw the light? And how did you see the potential that you have in the context of the light of the vision of our ministry of Victory Outreach when it shined upon you? Did some of you see yourselves as pastors. Don't raise your hands, but some of you do. Because that's how big this vision is. Whenever the vision of Victory Outreach shines, there should always be somebody saying, Hey, that could be me. I don't know if I could preach as crazy as that guy, but I could preach. Uh, There should be something stirring inside of you, especially you guys in the home. I could do that. They call me Perico in the world. Parrot, I can rap till I can make planes stop in the air. (laughs) Uh, Because the vision of Victor always leaves room for that. Plenty of room. the light of our ministry that illuminates, leaves room for people to become pastors. Ask Albert Loma. Ask Daniel Aranda. Ask Tony Rodriguez. Ask Victor Carrillo. Ask Joe Romero. Ask Richard Contreras. Ask Jose Nava. Ask me. I know what happens when the light of the vision of Victor is turned on. Maybe some of you saw yourselves as evangelists. We need some. I think maybe is going to be one. Praise God. Because we don't have any in Northern California. The one we have is a pastor, but let's go on. You don't know. Good. Uh, or did, maybe you saw yourself as a team member of a pioneering church like Jose Valenzuela and Larry Cantu. Dan Martin and Daryl Cambra. Maybe you saw yourself as a team member. Hey, what do you see when the light's turned on? How can you help and assist this ministry and at the same time help yourself? Maybe you saw yourselves as pillars in the church here. And helping out through the United We Can ministry. Maybe you saw yourselves as, as being full-time helping our church here. With the missionaries, the Royal Rangers, the, you know, the, the choir, the, all this different thing. I can help here because we're a sending church. So I'm still a part of the vision of Victory Outreach because I'm helping out here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm giving my tithes. I'm, I'm, I'm helping out through prayer and fasting in all these areas. What did you see of service? under that brilliant light did you see yourself as being obedient to God's word here in this church in your giving participating in sacrifice sunday in your witnessing and you're putting up flyers and posters and selling tickets for right now in you're doing your share of the work there's so much work here and i love it when i see some you know when i know the light of uh, of our ministry's been shining the vision is coming out and people catch it i mean i trip out i trip out there's some of you that recently got it. Uh, there's one guy here. Uh, he's, he's a youth. And, man, he, he got touched miraculously at one of our dramas. And now his dad is here. And his dad's been coming. And, man, he got it. He got it. We were driving down from our house yesterday. And, and, and someone goes, look it, look it. They honked at us. They have a van, this family. And they put all kinds of posters of shaking the bay in the side of it. Beep, beep. I said, Man, I think I got it. That dad is glad into you. He got it. He's driving around, and everybody, and everybody talks to him. Probably uh, never used to talk to too many people before. But now he can't stop talking because people are always, what is that? What is that in your car? Shaking the bay, straight from the hood. You got to be there. Be there or be square. I used to be square, but I'm not square no more. Uh, I mean, they, they get it. They catch it. I, I, it trips me out. I love to just trip back. That individual that gave the $2,400 yesterday, he didn't have to do that last week. But he has the vision. He has the vision. The, you guys will never know who he is. He's a, you know, you know, he doesn't do a lot here in the church, so to speak, you know, physically and, and, and uh, you know, audibly. And all, but he's got the vision. He's always had it. Remember, he used to tell me, Pastor Steve, what can we do here? What can we do? I'm, I'm good with a, a, the hammer. I'm good. What can we do here? What can we do? I want to do this. I want to do that for, for God. Uh, he's caught it. He believed when he saw the light. So what do you see yourself as being? A doer of the word? Or just a hearer only? Do you see yourself when the light is on as a participator in the vision? Or just a spectator? See, Victory Outreach has a big vision. It's a big light. Other places may not have this. They won't. But you choose where you're going to serve. Uh, It's up to you to choose which church you want to attend, where you want to go. We have a big vision. There's a big vision, man. Uh, And some of you that are here today, you know, have come back. Uh, Some of you that are, you're coming back here now because you can't get away from the vision. You can't. I mean, it's like you'll try and go on. and And then... Oh, here I am again. That's because you have the vision. While there was light you believed someday and it's a seed that just starts growing. God's called you here. He's here. Ah, it's for your good and for the benefit of all Christianity. How do you see yourself? What did and what does this vision do for you? Does it pull at your heart? At your pocketbook? At your energy? at your time. What does this light do? Does a sense of duty, does a sense of dignity and destiny surface in your soul when the vision of Victory Outreach is proposed to you? It did to me. I hope that it does. Because like I said, I know that it did to me. When I went into the home something happened to me. I didn't have the vision of Victory Outreach when I went into the home. I've told you some of my stories. When I first got there I thought I was going to be a Christian disc jockey working for K... What's that station Josie that was in Glendale? Remember that station they used to play, Bringing in the Sheaves, Bringing in the Sheaves? K. K. Yeah, that one. It's still around. You know, God is God, is God. That was about as beat as it had. And God is God. And I'm supposed to get all happy over that. I said, man, I could see myself being a Christian disc jockey, you know, you know, playing Andre Crouch, uh, Twinkies, what was her name, Josie, and Twinkie Clark and the Clark Sisters out of Chicago. Uh, that's, that's music. Um, I, I, I thought maybe that, you know, the sky's the limit. I'm free. I'm out of bondage. I'm not a heroin addict no more. The sky's the limit. Uh, could marry a movie star from Hollywood. Uh, Huh? You know, this guy was, but then little by little, God just kept me in the home, kept me in the home, and and then all of a sudden, he took that dumb DJ, disc jockey desire out of me. And he said, just sit down. Matter of fact, I can't even tell you what he told me. I'll say it in Spanish. No, I can't. He he just told me, prostrate yourself. That's really what he told me. Just lay there and don't get up till I tell you. He didn't come back for two and a half years. Two and a half years later, he comes and tells me, all right, get up. Uh, <laughs> uh, he got all that stuff out of me first. But he put the vision of our ministry into my life. And that, 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 you guys know it, man, I'm Victory Outreach. <clears throat> see, does that light like make you see and believe that you've got to make it some adjustments and some reversals in your life in order to align your life with that light? That's what Jesus was saying here. When the light shines you have to adjust yourself. If you want to be able to walk when there's darkness and stuff, you have to see what happened in that vision. You got to adjust your life and your standards. Uh, Just like the adjustments that we make in order to get to bed at night in a cluttered room, that's what you got to do spiritually. Can you see yourself picking up your cross and your towel daily? Uh, to forget about yourself and concentrate on helping other people that are hurting just like you were hurting when you came here? Huh? Because that's what the light of, of God's Word should do to you it should illuminate you, it should grip your heart and should say, man, no, yes, maybe I was headed this maybe I was going to be owning homes maybe I was going to be governor of the state of California maybe, you know, I was going to even run for president someday but ah, something happened in my life when I heard God's word being preached and I'm going to sit down, I'm going to adjust myself to that vision and maybe I'll end up being a pastor in Colorado Springs I don't know, but I'm going to go for it that was the life of Albert Loma that was his life and he adjusted to it because that's what happens he caught the vision I can't give it to you, God will give it to you you'll get it how do you see yourself? Ah, uh, the best way to keep a vision is to act upon it that's the best way to keep a vision to live it out Richard sat here and listened to sermons like this after sermon after sermon Until one day, he came up to me and said, Pastor Steve, we're going to pay for your ticket to go to London, to Barcelona, and to Amsterdam. Later on, I found out that he had to make a lot of sacrifice to get that money. I thought he already had it because he wore real nice clothes. (laughs) Uh, Later on, I found out he had to borrow, he had to do this, but he paid for my ticket. And we went. And when we were there, he'll tell you the story. I mean, really. (laughs) <laughs> Richard has quite a memory, almost as good as mine. Because we were talking the other day, and he was reminding me about this. He was saying, remember, remember you told me? So many things happened to me in my life that I forget. But to him, it was just like real vivid, like it happened yesterday. He goes, remember when we were in Barcelona, and I wanted to stay, and I, wanted, I didn't want to come home? I said, yeah. And you didn't let me? Yeah. He told me to come back, and if it's God, then you'll pay for my ticket? Yeah. Uh. And and so I said, yeah, come on, which we did. But he says, he he had to go. He had to be a part. He says, you know what he says, I was tired of sitting in the pew hearing about the vision. I wanted to become a a part of the vision. I got tired of listening to the stories about you and and Pastor Sonny and Nikki Cruz and Pastor Cal and Philip LaCruz and Pastor Tony and Pastor Ed. No, what about me? I have a place in this vision and he's living it out. You can too. Odd one, that's what's happening to you, son. That's what's happening to you. A lot of you, this is what's happening. Just go for it, man. Bite into the vision. The best way to keep a vision is to live it out. Paul says in the book of Acts, Oh, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Richard can say that too. Oh, Hayward Church, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. When I saw the vision, I got it, I captured it, and I'm not disobedient to it, I'm living it out. While well, you have the light belief. Pastor Sonny believed in this vision. Years and years ago, even while we were yet small, it wasn't, this, this hadn't happened yet. There was nobody, just him and his wife. When my wife and I came up, here, it was just me and her and three-year-old seven. That's awesome, But we believed in the vision. Uh, Despise not the days of small beginnings. We were in Yosemite and I told some of you about this Thursday and on Friday how there was hundreds of victory arch people at the Upper Pines camp. And some were scattered in other camps, if you've ever been to Yosemite. And how the police, they have police there now. With cars and cherries on top. Huh? They even have a jail there. (laughs) Hijo! They need a victory arch (laughs) church. Uh, maybe smoke in the barrel gets saved. Ay, ay, ay. But they were messing with us, because they seen, you know, you know how sometimes we may appear? They were messing with us, and they were, you know, all these different things that were happening. But I was tripping out on how, when we first came, I was there, I think, the second or third year that they went. And I remember sleeping by the fire in a sleeping bag that I borrowed from someplace that I was in the home. And I remember a bear licking me right here. After that, I learned, sleep with the sleeping bag over you. The only person in that entire camp, I think, was with a tent was Pastor Sonny. He's going remember Joseph, he's the only one that had a tent. It's now you go, and the Victor Rogers guys have their cars real nice ones that some churches buy for them sometimes. Uh, 94 town cars. Uh, they some of these guys come in with their Winnebago's from Winnemaca, you know. Uh, Real nice and, you know, showers inside. Because God's blessed that vision. It started small, but God's going to bless you. It's going to grow. And I saw that. Look at Pastor Sunny now. These, these guys have TVs to watch the Olympics inside their vehicles. ay yeah yeah. See, granted, and this is heavy, some of you will be blinded by the brilliance and the splendor of that light. Some of you will be blinded to this. You're not going to get it. Because when the brilliance of the light comes, that's what happens to some people. It's like looking at a light straight on or a vision, it blinds you. Some of you are not going to be able to see things. You're going to to look right at it and you're going to get blinded by that vision. And you will lose sight in the midst of the radiance of the vision of Victory Outreach. You're going to lose, you're going to get blinded. But, by and large, most people will see the vision. They were going to see the light. They're going to believe it and they're going to catch it it will become innate, it will become a part of them but again, and it's I to say, others will not but for those that do, the key is to make those adjustments in your life, align yourself with the vision that you saw while the light was on and live it out you will definitely need to make some adjustments in your life on your part in order to adjust yourself and to go with the big vision of victory outreach. Look at Hosea 417 then I'm done. Hosea 417. This is a sad commentary for some people. Hosea 417 is one of the minor prophets. This is a very sad verse. and I'm going to end with a sad verse because this will happen to some of you. that will be blinded by the vision. Do you have it? One of the minor prophets, I'll wait, because I know it takes a while sometimes. We don't all have the opportunity to go to Christian school and memorize all 66 books. Uh, Hosea 4, verse 17. Ephraim is joined to idols. Leave him alone. Very sad verse. God is saying, that nothing could be done for Ephraim and the same thing can apply to some of us sometimes as did to Ephraim and to Judas in the New Testament nothing can be done there's nothing that can be done for you to catch the vision, nothing uh, how God left Ephraim alone God left Judas alone people say, man how come Judas had to do, you know, do this and go to hell because he, didn't, he never caught while there was light, he didn't believe that's why Judas went to hell There was light on. Jesus, he walked with Jesus, but he was blinded by the light. He didn't see what he was supposed to see. He didn't capture the vision of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. So God left him alone. Ephraim has been joined. The Bible says in the uh, the King James, set. Set. In other words, it's like a mold. Set in. It's set in. That's what King James said. Set in. In other words, he's like a mold. There's nothing that can be done about it, Ephraim. He's joined to his idols. It's set already. Nothing can be done for him, so leave him alone. Some of you, you hear sermon after sermon about the vision, our ministry, what God is doing. It's a, it's a God-birth ministry. It's a God-ordained ministry. It's, it's very biblically founded. But some of you, you just don't get it. And it's sad to say, sometimes you have to be left alone. It's okay, what else can we tell you? you know, what can we do, preach we're blue in the face? Uh, What's it going to take? I've said it before, there's some even leaders in our church sometimes. They're going to come to my funeral, and they're going to look at me, and they're going to say, you know what? I think He really loved us, and I think He really loved people. Sorry, to serve under me is going to be too late. What's it going to take? to for you to capture the vision of this ministry. Beautiful, beautiful, compassionate ministry. It's not mine, it's God's and Pastor Sonny's. I just represent God and Pastor Sonny to the best of my ability. But man, don't be and come to that stage where we're gonna have to just, oh you gotta leave them alone. Because they're never gonna get it. To ask them to participate in Sacrifice Sunday, we oh, may as well cut off their leg. Huh? May as well, there's no way. They don't understand it. They, they're not going to get it. Let alone just the tithe. Nah, they're using the money. No, 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 no. This, this is a place where you can see where the money goes. Man, if there's some church where you can see where the finances go, it's this one. Uh, believe, and and, and for, if it's hard for you to give while there's light, and be a part of it, how much more difficult is going to be when there's darkness? It's not always going to be shining like this. That's what Jesus says in His Word. Today the light is on. I want every head bowed and every eye close, please.